Facebook, someone had a lead that had baptismals in one of the chapels in there. And there was a lady in there that had cerebral palsy for a lot of her life. She comes out of the baptism. Tommy is led to put his hands on her in command. And she's healed. Of, this is a year later. Healed of cerebral palsy. That doesn't happen. No. That doesn't happen. But, but, Not with that disease. No. Is, is, uh, is he prophetic and the prophetic? Yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah, read, but yeah, I didn't, you know how they, they, I didn't they, perceive that the other day when I was on the the, uh, the morning prayer, the seven fourteen prayer, and we were online across the nation world with that. Uh, I ended up giving out a, a prophecy and stuff about some things and all that and interpretation and all that. He never he, he didn't lean that way, so I've not, not seen him do it at our team. Bobby thought he was was prophetic and only all about the healing. Well, you never know what the Lord might do. Yeah. You know. So, but I was saying all that to say, if you know some people <coughs> have need of, of a healing touch from heaven, it'd be a good. And they can come any time. We'll lay hands on them. And, and I've seen you stuff happen many times. You know, but, you know how in, on the TV it looks fake. Like how some of them just doing it for money, you know. Yeah. yeah. You have to. I, have. I don't want to believe it, you know, because I see it on TV. So it was kind of like when you were saying that, see on TV, it's just, that's a little different. He owns a TV station and puts ministries on TV. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say, but I, I'm not saying he's. Or anything, but he's a, a great brother, wonderful brother, and I was on that 714 prayer the other morning, Saturday morning with him, with Jim Horvath and him, and had a great time together, and he gave out a, a, uh, a, a what the 2022 holds, what the word of the Lord is for 2022, and gave out some good things about it, okay. and Jim asked that's, that's, me, that's probably what Bobby was looking at, yeah, well, okay. Jim asked me after, I said, Gary, Pastor Gary, would you? Would you give a response to what he said? I'm thinking, response. response? Mm. I'm supposed to respond. Am I supposed to like the political people? Mm. You know, when the president says something, someone gives a response. No, I, I, I prayed for a second. Thought, no, here's what the Lord says to me, what he's been saying over and over again, reminding me of something that Dad Kenneth Hagin had said to us. As you all know, he's been in heaven since 2003, Dad Hagin. He was 86 years old at that time. He, he went ahead and decamped to heaven. But his ministry continues on big time around the world, okay? And, and I am a seed of that ministry, coming out of that ministry from the 80s. Uh, Dad taught us in class. He, he had a, a class that all of the students in that particular grade of class were in that. It was a huge class, like 1,000, 1,200 students. He taught that uh, every day of the week at different uh, year levels, first and second year. And... There was a period of time he emphasizes one thing, practicing the presence of the Lord. It doesn't mean you go into God's presence every day. That's not what that means. It means you don't go anywhere. You don't go anywhere to practice God's presence because he said it in his word, I will live in them. I will dwell in them. They'll be my people and I'll be their God. The Israelites, he didn't live inside of them. He was with them. Whenever they followed his commandments, so he was with them, you know. And the people like David, he didn't live inside of David. He was on David with him, King David the Anointing. And the priests, like Aaron, those guys, he was on them, like clothing, like a cloak. But the difference is, you're brand new. What does it say in 2 Corinthians 5.21? If any man is in Christ, he is what? 
Well, that's that's a proper word for it. He's a new creation. He's a new a new species, something that didn't ever occur before, and and that's what that means. He's able uh, because of the original people, what they messed up so bad. And they, they 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 read the what we talked about a minute ago, reading something. But you know, they they knew what they were doing. So I'm saying they knew what they were doing. It wasn't like the devil pulled the wool over their eyes. Adam, Eve didn't so much, but Adam knew what he was doing. He knew <laughs> what he was giving up, and he chose to go that way. Messed all of us up forever, seems like. <laughs> so this new creation is God coming in, sending his only son. And by what that son did for us, took the, all the sin, all that stuff. He made this new species, this brand new thing, new creation of beings, and, and made these under new rules, under new everything. And the number one rule, anybody know what that is? By this shall all men know you're my disciples if you have love for one another. That's that's the rule. That's the rule of, of the new species of being. The rule of the law is the law of love to one another. So uh, he he did all that and set a new order of of existence of different things to do. And one of the things is that we as a Christian, now David tried to practice the presence of the Lord because he's out there thinking sheep. I'm telling you, you ever you ever been around a herd of sheep? Most of you probably have, okay? I've got to be with them, and they're dumb as all get out there. And they're not real intelligent conversationalists yeah. at all, just a little bit every once in a while. My encounter with the sheep is a funny story. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not real stimulating my, conversationalists. My, my friend was finding uh, scat, and he, he thought, being from Minnesota, you would have thought, and Woods, you think you know what he's talking about, uh, thought it was a bear. And inside, and, and basically waits on us. I mean, he knows what's going to happen. Wait, let's do that. So, practicing the prayers of the Lord means just being conscious and connected to Him all the time inside. And I'll tell you, there's a verse in First Thessalonians. Now, if you've ever noticed it, reading through or heard it in a message, there's First Thessalonians chapter five, verse seventeen. Pray without ceasing. You know that, right? Pray without ceasing. What does that mean? Don't ever quit praying, right? Keep on all the time, right? So how do we do that? How, how and how and why would we do that? Well, we go over to Ephesians uh, chapter 6. Probably, well, probably my favorite book out of all because it's so deep. teaches you so much in Ephesians. That would be an entire year series. Of, of teaching all the time to get through just to learn Ephesians, okay? In Ephesians chapter uh, 6, you've heard of the armor of God everybody, right? Put on the whole armor of God, right? Did you know in those verses, uh, Paul, in the, the very last verse of the armor of God set there, he says this, he's 17, he says, 617, take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all, all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Is that right, Miss Bates? Praying always with all kinds of prayer. If there's all kinds of prayer, what does that mean? It means there's not one kind of prayer, right? It means there's more than one kind of prayer, right? 
Somebody's telling us to do that with pray with every one of the kinds of prayers. That's how you pray without ceasing all the time, is you go from one kind of prayer to the next. Isn't that right, baby? Yeah. You go from one kind to the next, and you're practicing the presence of the Lord in doing that. Uh, he, he says, uh, praying with all kinds of prayer and watching with all perseverance or all endurance and supplication for all saints. That's how you pray all the time. All the time. You don't have to be saying out loud, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for so-and-so. You could just be kind of under your breath. Lord, just, Lord, would you, would you bless Dwayne? Just be with him. Help him, Lord. That, that, that puppy dog just sometimes gets to be too much for him, Lord. That sergeant. Just to order him around like a sergeant sometimes. Help him, Lord. Just help, help Dwayne. <laughs> I still think you should, we should have named him the Artful Dodge. Right? Yeah, Dodge. Roger Dodge. Roger Dodge. Right? <laughs> so that, that's what it can be. You're just in contact all the time with the Lord, okay? And that's what practicing the presence of the Lord. I answered Jim Horvath when he said, can you answer what uh, Tommy just said about, he was talking about 2022 will be a year that uh, a great, my brain has sat there and got off track here about it, but I'd have to go back and re-listen re to the thing that's on my wall on Facebook if you want to see it. It's on, go to my Gary Douglas Ward page. It's right there, you can go through the whole thing. But he, he basically said 2022, a year of, of the saints coming together, the year of the church coming together and receiving a fullness coming forth, being Jesus to this world, basically, what he said. And what I answered back was the Lord showed me what Dad Hagen shared in that class for those two or three weeks. He emphasized practicing the presence of the Lord. And I said, the Lord says to everyone listening here today, if we will practice the presence of the Lord, we put ourselves in line for the manifestation of all these great things. Tommy, I said this, Tommy was giving, he's this worldwide scope of ministries. You know, he's got in mind all the whole world and going into all the world. And I said, I, for, for a couple of decades, I was in that position with CGMA and our evangelistic ministry and overcomers and stuff, going around the world, pastors conferences, evangelistic crusades. So I had this worldwide big vision and I said, I hooked right into what Tommy was saying. But I said, 16 months ago, we had the founding pastor, General Shepherd, and the founding pastors, and the board stepped in and appointed us, asked us to step into that position. And I said, what I've had to do was because we're on, on a daily basis, weekly basis, with a flock of God's sheep, a smaller scale picture because of that. You know, we're not a whole world, a smaller flock. I have to adjust my thinking, and my thinking in this, what you're talking about, is if we'll practice the presence of the Lord on this smaller basis. Tommy, I mean, that's what we need to do, is to teach the body of Christ, the Christians, to practice the presence, and you'll see all these grand things that you portrayed out here that the Lord gave you. You will see all that in your own individual life. You get to see it with your own eyes. Yes, Jeff? You got a correction. We might be small as local but I just funny thing is I just downloaded some papers tonight we're actually list, they're listening all over the world for for us see you on Wednesday night yes oh, wow well they are they are but yet we you think about this we don't see them do we you no. can see it on a, on, a, on a report there yeah. you can see it on a report but the rest of us don't see that right 
we're not conscious of that. Faith, faith is the essence of things. Kind of. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I, I do have the grand <laughs> worldwide, and, and I itch to get back out and be able to do pastors' conferences for Southeast Asia and India and different places that we've been invited to do these things in Europe. I mean, that's a huge need. We have a huge need here, though. Y'all realize that? Yeah. A huge need right here. We have a neighborhood. I, I, I like what he's saying because of, of the unity angle, because the unity is a directly a direct correlation with the anointing. Yeah. And, exactly. And the the devil, that's why the devil works so hard to fracture and split. Yeah. Because that that unity, he does not want to see that anointing go forth with the power that it's meant to. Where is the verse that talks about we're all bound together through the Spirit into one? There's a couple places in the epistles. It talks about the, how we're bound together in one through the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. Ephesians is one of the places. Yeah. One Spirit, one Lord, that batches all these different things in unity by the Holy Spirit. So we practice the presence by the Holy Spirit. What happens? Yeah. Okay, originally, I'm thinking from Psalm 133. Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. And I talked about the human on the running out of the oil and out of the beard yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Practicing the presence of the Lord is what he's he's emphasizing. One of the probably the number one way to practice his presence is talking. Glad to see I hope her you got home right away anyway. Yes. Everything, everything working good? Yes. Um they determined I wasn't dead. <laughs> good, that's good. Oh, well, there for a while. You're coming to the Mark Twain. Right. Um, <laughs> they, they, I have. How do you get the privilege to sit in that chair? I have an old stent in my heart, and he and they had put another stent inside of that one. I have an occasional wear tie. I've got five stents in me. My original stamp started plugged okay. up. Uh, like six years later, they put in another. Okay. Because it didn't start plugging up, so they opened it up. Yeah. This doctor determined that they used too small of a stamp, so he went in and enlarged that. Yeah. He didn't put a new one in me, he just enlarged, blew that one out, enlarged it. Good. And then went just beyond it, and he said, put a small sense just on the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. The technology in that is growing. Uh, right. Bound. My, my mother had yeah, one of the originators of the stent from Switzerland uh, due to the surgery on her, but that was for a different thing. They had to redo her plumbing. Right. Um, that is part of. One of the reasons why I liked plug golf originally, because mm -hmm. um, they put in a stent, but they didn't have the medicated stents at that time. Yeah. So my body attacked it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then it's developed scar tissue. Now they can't open it up without going in. And that's the reason why they ended up bypassing it. So, go from there. But anyway, no, I'm good. Um, 
I'm supposed to take it easy for the rest of this week. Um, so I can't work on my van. You know, when I can't do any lifting and hauling or anything like that right now. Which, thanks to Jeffrey and Matthew, I haven't had to in a while anyway. Follow <laughs> that advice better than Gary wanted to do after his eye surgery. We're doing it. I wanted to, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about practicing the presence because that brings adventures in prayer, honestly. Uh, the book of Jude, how many of y'all have read the book of Jude lately? Uh, it, it wasn't written by Paul McCartney. No, it wasn't. It's not what he got Hey Jude from, right? It talks about, Jude is talking a lot about last days and Enoch. You've heard of, anybody heard of Enoch? Yeah. Enoch in the Old Testament. He, uh, one of the, the patriarchs of the Old Testament there. And the Bible says that God, Enoch pleased God. He walked around and he pleased him. And it says he wasn't there because God took him. God took him to heaven. And you, you get up there, I can tell you, you get up there and you get seen up. Really fantastic experience. Never experienced death because God just took him on up there. Right. But anyway, Jude talks about uh, how the. Let me get these goggles on up there. So I haven't quite, quite focused back yet to, to the, uh, the, the vision was for. How they told you that there would be mockers in the last days who walk after their own godly lust. These are those who separate themselves from the Lord. Sensual or in other words, meatheads as Paul called it. Not, not having the Holy Spirit. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of Jesus Christ. So there is an important thing that Dad brought that up to us a number of times. Keep yourselves in love, God. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Paul, Paul said here in Ephesians 6, praying always with all kinds of prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In the Spirit. We, you know, we can pray in the flesh. And we might, might even feel good sometimes when we pray in the flesh. When we pray in the flesh, if we pray under the influence of the Holy Spirit, what's happening? We're praying according to His will. What does it say? If we pray according to his will, what happens? If it's according to his will, he hears it. If he hears it, what happens? Two, two different categories of prayer there. Yeah. We pray with the Spirit and we pray with understanding. Right, right. And I was going to bring everybody back to 1 Corinthians. Mm -hmm. Paul had a, a, you remember, I got a bit of feedback a year ago when we had come on a few four months we've been here and, and I started talking about the New Year's revolution rather than just a revolution. Have a revolution in our life, revolt against the things of, of the world, the devil and all that. And Paul talks to the Corinthians and he said, you guys are doing so good, you're gifted, come behind no gifting. He said, I have something against you because he says you're carnal. You, you, you divide into groups and one says I like Paul, another one says I like Fred Price, another one says I like Benny Hinn, you know, and all that. And he says, are you not carnal? The word carnal there, remember what I said it meant? It was in the Greek language, sarkikos. It meant, are you meatheads? Mm -hmm. I got all kinds of feedback about, you called us meatheads. No, I didn't. Carnivorous. Yeah. 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 Carnivorous. 
carna, and carna, carna means meat. Uh -huh. and, and I got these three, but you, you just, you called us meatheads. You should walk it up. I didn't call anybody either. And I said, Paul called this church meatheads because they were. Now, remind you guys, don't you remember the 70s? Yeah. Anything with a head behind it, you were a user of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the Corinthians, Paul said, you come behind a no gift, and yet you, you're like me heads. But he said, I want to correct some things that's happening in, in, the, in the church there, because you, you're bringing some reproach to the Lord, and you're making fools of yourself. First Corinthians 14 was well, an important chapter. Chapter 12, Paul wrote, said, I want to concerning the things of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I don't want you to be ignorant. He told him, I don't want you to be ignorant. He said, because God's given each of you the manifestation of the Holy Spirit so you can profit. Okay? Everybody here needs profit in their lives. Okay? So I said, I'm giving that to you. And he goes on to say, it's important you all these different gifts, the tongues, interpretation, all these different different aspects of the Spirit of God. It's important you learn how to yield and can take part in that. He said the most important thing, he says, above everything else is you walk in love, right? Verse 13 is walk in charity and love. God's got love, okay? Then back to 14, he talks to them about, about church. And he, he, he said, uh, even though... He said, follow after God's kind of love and desire spiritual gifts, but rather that you prophesy. He that speaks in unknown tongues speaks not to men but to God, for no man understands him. But in the Spirit he speaks mysteries. But he that prophesies speaks to men to build them up, to call them closer to God and to comfort. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies or builds himself up. He that prophesies builds up the church. I want all of you to speak with tongues, but also that you prophesy are greater as he that prophesies and he that speaks with tongues. Except there is an interpreter the church can receive edifying. Now, if I come to you speaking with tongues, what will I profit you except I speak to you by revelation, knowledge, prophecy, or by, by teaching? And even things without life, giving sound, whether a pipe or a harp or an instrument, if they don't give a distinction, a, 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 a note in their sounds, how will we know what note is being played or piped? If the trumpet gives an uncertain sound, who will prepare himself for the battle? So you, unless you utter by the tongue words easy to be understood, how will it be known what's spoken for you? Speak, uh, you speak into the air. You know there's nothingness. There are so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without significance. So I, if I don't know the meaning of the voice, I'll be to him that speaks a barbarian. He who speaks to me will be a barbarian or a hillbilly, basically, is what he's saying. A Even so, as you're, you're zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you can go to where you build the church up everything you do. Let him that speaks an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. Have you seen that to be true, anybody? Whenever you're praying in tongues of the Holy Spirit, your mind doesn't understand that. As a matter of fact, your mind is liable to start saying, oh, that's nuts. That's just cuckoo. You're not saying anything. I remember in the early days, mine would do that, though. But Paul said, your, 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 your spirit prays in the, what did you say over there? Praying in the Holy Ghost, build yourselves up, right? Mm -hmm. Build yourselves up. Edify yourself. Build yourself up. Okay? 
What is it then? 15. I'll pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the under understanding also. Okay? What I was trying to get to is that particular verse. Paul said, I will pray with the understanding. He said, I will pray with in the Spirit. I will sing with the understanding. I will sing in the Spirit. The word will means what? It means inside of you there's something called a will, right? Mm -hmm. You decide something, right? You, you're motivated in a way. When you make a decision, do something, right? And what I found to be true in life, folks do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, dreamers are <clears throat> dreamy things that there's not a chance of it happening, but in our individual lives, folks do what they want to do. So Paul is saying to us there, I, I will because I want to pray with my understanding or in my own language. But then also I will because I want to pray in the Spirit and the Holy Spirit. Okay? I will sing with my understanding and then I will with my want to sing in the Spirit. Uh, we try to engage in that from the pulpit and services. But I want to tell you this. Each of us, if we're practicing the presence of God, if we're going to practice His presence, each of us needs to make a decision. I will pray with the Spirit. I will pray with my understanding. What do you do with that? How do you know the language? What's in the Word right here? That's the will. If you're praying the Word, the promise of the will, what's happening? He's hearing it, right? But if you're praying in the Spirit, uh, Romans 8, Romans 8, this is becoming a theme verse, a theme passage for me for this year. Because this last year, oh, 2021 was, 20, 2020 was terrible. 2021 was horrible in a lot of ways, in, in a lot of circumstances of life here. I'm not confessing that, yeah. No, it, it was. I'm, for me. I'm saying historically, it was. Yeah, it was too. The going through of that year was horrible. Yeah. But see, God says this in, in Romans 8. Uh, the Holy Spirit, verse 26, the Holy Spirit helps our infirmities. What's an infirmity? It's a weakness. It's an inability of some kind, right? Infirmity. So He helps our infirmities because we don't know what we should pray for as we should or ought to pray. But the Holy Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. And that in the Greek means also speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, okay? And he that searches the hearts knows the mind of the Holy Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Remember that verse in 1 John? If we ask anything according to his will, what does he do? He hears. And if he hears, he grants it, right? It's yours, right? So they're making intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And then, the, it, yeah, the, the one, and, you know, I, I, I ribbed old about this because I'm from down there among the hillbillies and, and, and rednecks and all that. And down there we say, you want to? We're asking if you want to say, you want to? You want to go here? You want to go there? I hear that all the time when I'm with my cousins. If you want to, oh, she says, I need you to do this. You didn't say if you want to. You didn't tell me if you want to. Well, I'm not sure now. You didn't tell me how you want to. <laughs> so here it is if the spirit of God we know that all things this is a, a favorite verse people misquote it all the time take it out there all the time and apply it wrongly 
Uh, we know that all things, all things what? Work together. All things work together for the good of them that love God, to them that are called to his purpose. They work together. What are the all things? The all things of the Holy Spirit. Because the sense that it's in right there, the Spirit makes intercession, right? The Spirit makes intercession because he makes intercession to the will of God, according to the will of God. And therefore, because of the Spirit of God, because of the Holy Spirit, he makes intercession. We know that all these things of the Holy Spirit work together for me as I'm loving on God. Okay? Those things work together. And that's the adventures in prayer right there, is to get into practice his presence. Practice his presence. Keep things open enough in here, conscious in here, of him being inside. That was another thing Dad would say to us all the time. Be God inside minded. He's not off somewhere you gotta go to him. He's inside. He's right here. There's no distance in prayer. Another another phrase he likes it. There's no distance in prayer. Why? The one who answers is right here. The one who's gonna give the answers right here. The one who's already said yes and amen to promises right here is right here. We're not going anywhere, right? We're not going into a tabernacle of worship. We're not doing that anymore. Because we're brand new or something new. We're already there. He's already here. There's no tabernacle to go into now because he's already here. He's already inside and with. You know. So anyhow. <clears throat> we're praying according to the will of God in the spirit. Okay. We're praying in the spirit. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? Paul said that first Corinthians fourteen, we read it. If I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit, my spirit prays. So that's what God's inviting us to do. Adventures. To be sensitive to Him. To practice His presence. And be sensitive to Him. And His moving in our lives. To see Him do things in our lives. To see Him. To see Him give us. To influence our thinking. That's an important thing for him to influence our thinking. Why? Because our doing is whole lot of time is involved with what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. You realize that? Mm -hmm. You realize? Y'all realize that? <clears throat> what we do, as you pretty well know, stuff comes out of our thinking. It's going through our thinking. So when starting with your praying in the spirit, you're building yourself up in the spirit. Therefore, you know, pray. With understanding, the spirit brings it forth. Yeah, it brings it. It's it's like when you read through the the Bible, and you're taking, you're drinking that in. The spirit is taking that in and brings it to mind when you need it. You're giving raw material work with you. Yes, when you get this word inside yeah. of you. Yeah, to write it in your heart. Yeah. Well, the Holy Spirit writes in there. You give raw material mm -hmm. to work with. And, and, and the Spirit brings in light. I always taught at Calvary Kids World in Oklahoma yeah. 30, 35, 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. I always emphasized to the kids, this is God's language. Mm -hmm. Maybe he doesn't say the end thou now. <laughs> he speaks to us. He's walking in us and speaks to us and speaks to in our language. But this is his language. What's in these verses is his language. Yeah. And that's why he, he said it, told Joshua, who was an Old Testament believer, God living inside him, but with him. He said, look, here's what I want you to do. This, this book of my law, 
will not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate. You'll mutter, in other words, that's what meditate means. You'll mutter like a cow chewing cut. You'll mutter day and night. So you can observe, so you can learn, digest what's in there. And you can prosper and succeed because of what's in here, the language of heaven. This is the influence of heaven, the words that he'll speak to us. Uh, I, I can show you scripture after scripture. Psalm 32, God said, I'll guide you with my eye. Mm -hmm. Psalm 32:11, I think. I'll guide you with my Don't be like, he said, don't be like a horse that has to have a bridle jerked all over the place to get him to go places. He says, I will guide you with my eye. I will, you, I'll look, in other words, I'll look through your eye. What you're looking at, you're looking at his word. I'll look through your eyes and show you where you're split, which way you should go. That's practicing the presence of God right there. Give this word, let the Holy Spirit uh, make this word part of your being. Mm -hmm. You know, you ate dinner tonight or some kind. Oh, yeah. I had some leftover, had some leftover chili. It was really good. <laughs> really good. And that chili is going to become part. <laughs> it will digest my car. Well, this word is to become chili to your spirit man. So it's, it's, it's to be digested into you, become a part of you. And the Holy Spirit walking in you can move upon that word. Influence you, influence your thinking through that word. Amen. And your thinking will make you act. Be doers of the word, right? Amen. Be doers of the word. How do you become a doer? Get it inside and make it a part of you. And that's just natural, or rather supernatural. It's a natural thing to do what's in this word. A natural thing to love one another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's a very serious thing right there. A natural thing to love one another. Mm -hmm. A natural thing to pray without ceasing. It says pray all the time. A natural thing to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit, not <laughs> under the other influence. Ossifer, I Ossifer, I ain't been drinking nothing. Ossifer, no. <laughs> you know, you ever seen anybody do that? Not me, I suffer. I didn't do that. Not that, not that kind of influence, but the influence of the Holy Spirit coming upon us, you know. So I want to do something to start off our adventures in prayer. I'm assuming that everyone in the room has received the baptism of the Spirit, the evidence of the speaking in that heavenly language. I want us to pray according to Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy face, faith praying in the Holy Ghost. And according to Romans 8, 26, we pray in groanings that cannot be uttered in articulate speech. We pray according to the will of God. Take a few minutes and pray that way and see how the Lord influences us as we're doing this. Okay, would y'all join with me right now? Join with you. And you, know, you don't have to sit down and do that. You can get up and I like to walk around and pray. But you can get up and walk, you can get on your knees and pray, you can lay on the floor and pray. Just pray that someone doesn't step on you when you're down there. <laughs> you can stay seated and pray. You can join hands and pray if you want. But let's pray together right now in the Spirit. We need to pray. You know, it says, in, in Paul wrote to Timothy and said, I, I will therefore, first of all, that you pray uh, for all men, for kings and those in authority. So that you may be lead a quiet, peaceful life in, in all godliness and honesty. So that you can lead a good life. Pray for the, the ones in authority, okay? So we'll pray for them. And then we'll pray for the, the body of Christ. We'll pray. You know, the Holy Spirit can pray about your individual situations. You realize that you'll be praying for someone else. I found this to be true. You'll be praying for someone else. And at the same time, you've been praying and you pray in the Spirit. 
he's also praying about something you're facing, something you're dealing with. And you get done and that's dealt with. Time after time I've seen that happen. So let's pray together and pray the first of all, okay? Let's go ahead and pray together in the Spirit. Okay, Father God, we want to praise you for the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over our church family tonight, Father God, those of us that are, are bound together through your Spirit in this room, through the love of Christ. And Father God, we're coming in that name above every name. And you said it in your word that first of all, we pray for all men, for kings and for those in authority. We want to lift up those in authority right now, whether we like them or not, Lord. We want to lift them up. Give praise to you for working, moving behalf of the authorities around the world, Father God. We thank you and praise you for that, that you are, Father God, as I've asked you in the past decades, let the righteous rule. Let the righteous have authority and rule. And let those who refuse and rebel against your will and against your wisdom, let them be removed and the righteous come in their stead who will yield to you, Father God. Let him take control. We loose that control of the Holy Ghost right now. We loose that into the earth. To manifest as it says you were the manifestation of the Spirit has given Abraham to profit from it. And we praise you for the prophet coming forth. You also said it in your word, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. Teach us to profit by your Holy Spirit, Father God. Let each of us walk in the prophet from heaven. Thank you for that, Father God. Let it be profitable to our households. Let each of us learn to profit through practicing your presence in our daily lives, in our moment-by-moment -moment existence, Father God. Let that be so. Let that manifest. Let that be strongly, strongly, strongly so, and let our wills be taken with your will. We come against controlling spirits that walk the halls of Congress, that walk the halls of your, the, the confines of your office. So it's those things that that are dictating things that are not truths, things that are not wisdom, um, that, that spirits of lawlessness not confuse those that are in authority. Spirits of lawlessness not have rule or reign. For if it is from the top, so will it be on down that the, the people will follow those same things. The spirits of control of, uh, that would cause control over uh, people's finances, people's health, well-being, uh, all those things that, uh, that they can manipulate, a manipulative spirit, yes, even, that, that works uh, in, in, in the leadership uh, of, of this country even today, uh, that they would not continue to manipulate things for their own gain, but that they will have a revelation of truth that will be make them strong in doing the right thing and having a will to do your want to, God, and not the want to's of of enough people to get elected uh, and 
controlling the electoral system so that that, that an agenda can be brought forth that's not not uh, based in, in truth and, and reality. Um, let them let them see the real truth, the truth that will lead us forward to prosper in your way. Indeed, Lord. Indeed. Let's all pray in the Holy Ghost about this right now. I lift up the state of Illinois, lift up the, those in authority, whether we like them or not, lift them up. I plead the blood of Jesus over each one of them. I plead the blood of Jesus and break the powers of darkness over their souls. I'm claiming their salvation and deliverance from the powers of darkness. I'm claiming that the light of the glorious gospel coming forth into their souls in the eyes of the understanding, Father God, let, let there be the angels of God bring laborers across their paths who will share the light of the gospel in, in a way that they're open to receive and believe, Father God. We praise you, Father God, for their salvation, deliverance from the powers of darkness, for their acknowledgement of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, in their hearts and in their mouths and in their lives, Father God. For there to be repentance to the acknowledging of the truth coming forth. We're praise you for that, Father God. In spite of all news reports of the fake news and everything else, Father, let it be so. Let it be so that the, the gospel has broken forth, the light of the gospel has broken forth across the land. Across the land here, Father God. Invading the hearts and minds and souls and mouths of the folks in authority that rule. Father God, I, I pray for, for parents, for they are in authority in their household, um, and, and therefore they are within that authority that we are to be praying for, that, that they will not give in to weariness that causes them to give in to spirits of convenience, but they are, are able to steadfast in moving forward with with the truth um, they, that they can help their children know the truth and let that truth set them free if you will, will build them up and, and help uh, the administration of godly those who will yield to you come in their place we thank you for that Father God praise you for it Father God we lift up this this area of the city around our building here, Father God. Lift up this area, Father God. I'm claiming the heathens. In Jesus' name. Declaring the powers of darkness over their souls. Broken. Commanding that they take their hands off their eyes of their understanding, off their minds and hearts right now. In that name above every name, that they be loosed from the authority of darkness. And we claim them in Jesus' name. We claim, Father, you said in your word, ask, and I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance. So, Father God, we ask right now together for those that are that are uncommitted to you, that have never acknowledged the name above every name. We're claiming them for the kingdom, claiming them for heaven, claiming them for the kingdom of God, for the, the rulership of Jesus Christ. 
on this earth, on this earth right now, we're claiming it. And thanking you, Father God, that you have unlimited tri multi-trillions of, of, of your angels created. And those that are sent forth to minister on behalf of those who shall be heirs of salvation. So these heirs of salvation, which is claimed, let the angels assigned to them go forth in their behalf. Bring the laborers across their paths who can open their eyes to understand the word of the Lord, the gospel. To understand their Redeemer, Jesus, has come into their life. Let that be so. Let them come and receive and believe, Lord Jesus, saying, for the north, south, east, and west, Lord, we thank you for that. And the young people, the teenagers, the youth, let it be so the same prayer. Father God, let them come to Jesus.